the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. It's been my pleasure over 30 years in broadcast to talk to a lot of uh, very successful people, very powerful people, very courageous people. Rarely do they all combine in one guest like they do in Jimmy Lai from Hong Kong, the businessman extraordinaire, a billionaire, a democratic activist in the city of Hong Kong, joins me. He's been arrested twice this year. He is released right now. We're not going to talk about the circumstances of the cases that have been alleged against him, but I am so honored to have you on. Jimmy Lai, welcome to the Hugh Hewitt Show. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. Happy to have you. Thank you. Would you begin by giving us a, a sketch of your current circumstances and and how you're feeling right now about the future in Hong Kong? Okay, I I was arrested in February with another two Democrats, and the the, the reason for the arrest was that we had illegal assembly because uh, last year. We took on the street to demonstrate without the permit of the police. Actually, we had the constitutional right to demonstrate, and uh, and, and but but the police need to know to say that we they don't object it. We don't have that permit of non-objection, and that's why they arrest us and accuse us of illegal assembly. So on the feet, uh, a few days ago, they arrest us again together with another, we are all together 15 people, including our grandfather of democracy movement, Mr. Martin Lee, who is 81 years old. Wow. So this, this arrest is very obvious and intimidation of all of the people who are moderate, but there to walk on the street to demonstrate. So these moderate people are the two million, one million, one and a half million people who always went out. The purpose of this is to intimidate this Moderate Hong Kong people, which is a majority, won't dare to go out to demonstrate again so they can isolate the more radical young people who confront the police. Because so, if, yeah, so, if the so, small group of, of radical are isolated, they can easily handle them. But they can't handle millions. Jimmy, like when I was in Hong Kong a year they ago. They handle the millions and millions, yes, yes. Uh, when I was in Hong Kong a year ago, I have never seen a better organized city, 
a more wonderful city, a cleaner city. I mean, it's dense, but it's so amazing. Why is the mainland so intent on breaking the deal of one country, two systems? Why not just let Hong Kong flourish like it always has? Well, I think for dictatorship, for, for tyrant like Xi Jinping, control is their second nature. They want to control and control. And Hong Kong people who share the same value as the Western world because of our colonial legacy. So we have the rule of law, we have the, the freedom of speech, we have the property right, we have the freedom of religion, we have the freedom of assembly, we have all that freedom institution which Chinese people in China don't have, which is a form in the eye of Xi Jinping. Because if we have all this freedom that they cannot control us, as they can control the Chinese people, you know, he, he, just, he just can't bear with it. Because we may become a beacon of the Western value to influence the people in China, which is what he is afraid of. I, you know, I think you've already done that. I think the whole world is watching Hong Kong. They're watching you, Jimmy Lee, and uh, Jimmy Lai, and saying, whatever happens to Jimmy, we're going to know about. I am curious, the People's Republic of China, the Chinese Communist Party, has never had this low of standing since 1972 when President Nixon went. It has never been yes, this unpopular, like- never this reviled. Do they not exactly. understand that if they crack down on Hong Kong, it will go even lower? Or is there, is there a recognition that they have screwed up royally for a year and a half about everything? Well, I think they expect a censure of the Western world, Western world, especially America, after in the aftermath of the virus. So for them... If the outside world attack them, the more they have to counterattack and be more aggressive because they need enemies. The worse is the situation, the more the Chinese government needs enemies to unite the people so the people will ignore the sufferings they endure during the pandemic. So at the same time, the world is against China and its relationship with the world is at its lowest. Maybe it's an opportunity. China wants to get Hong Kong totally under control, regardless of whatever measure they have to use. Now, Jimmy Lai, do people, do people understand that the American people at least love the Chinese people? We love Hong Kong. We want to have a great relationship. Yes but that the party, and particularly Xi Jinping, is the problem. It's not the Chinese people. It's, right. it's the Communist Party, and particularly, I think, it's, it's President Xi. Do, do, do the Chinese people understand the American people are not their enemy? Well, I think, I think they, they know. I mean, the people know, know it. I'm sure the people know it. But also the propaganda in China, and also when the, when the communists, when the CCP creates an outside enemy that can easily sway 
the sentiment of the people to unite together to confront the outside enemy. This is the Chinese sentiment because Chinese always have the, the feeling that the outside, the foreign country always inhumiliate them. That was the past history that made them very sensitive to outside enemies. And this is one advantage the Communist Party in China can use to unite the people by creating outside enemies. Now, the outside is definitely against China by letting the, the violence to spread and destroy so much money, so many lives, and impose so much suffering on the free world. But when I talk to the... When I talk to the secretary, uh, when I talk to the secretary of state, uh, Jimmy, uh, when I talk to Tom Cotton, when I talk to the vice president yesterday, they all make a distinction between the party and the people. They are not upset with the people at all. And so does the propaganda inside of the People's Republic of China actually work? It's so ridiculous to blame anyone other than Xi Jinping. Does it actually work? Well, it works on some people, it won't work on others. But I think the world can help the Chinese people very much. Is that to advocate freedom of speech in China for the Chinese people. The reason is that if this time the Chinese people had freedom of speech, the, the doctors who first discovered the virus, Li Menliang, would be able to put the news into the social media and yep. let everybody know instead of a reprimand so everybody can have the information and protect themselves, the virus would have been contained and would not have spread it to the world and create such a suffering for so many millions of peoples. So, Jimmy, this so, is the key question. This is the yeah. most important yeah. America's big yeah, tech company. Yeah. Uh, tell me yeah, how America's are, are, are America's big tech companies, Google and Facebook, are they helping or hurting free speech in China right now? Well, they're not in China. They're not in, not, not in China. Are they selling the technology that China's Communist uh, Party need no, to control? China have, their, China have their social media, but uh, they're all censored. You know, right. But the Chinese always say that freedom of speech is internal affair. But if this lack of freedom of speech jeopardizes the life and the national security of the outside world, this is the international security concern. The world has the right to ask China to grant its people the right of freedom of speech. Absolutely. How, how most can Americans yes. help? in that how do we help do that well i think your your president like uh, your, your your secretary of state your 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 politicians can advocate this and the people will in, in, the people in america will advocate it when the world advocated china will have no, nowhere to turn and the people in china if they know that the world is advocating freedom of speech they will all stand up and be able to overcome the fear for just 10 minutes. 
I think Where, the Communist Party will have to give in. My last question, Jimmy. Are you afraid, and how do you overcome that fear when you are afraid? No, I, I never allow fear to influence me, because the Chinese is very skillful in inducing fear in you. If I, if I, I fear, I won't be able to do anything. Every time I ask myself, what is the consequences? Then I will be able to not, I, I, can't, I can't do anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't think about the consequences. The only thing I think about is, is this is a fight we have to fight. Without the rule of law, without the freedom, we have nothing. There's no question we have to fight. Jimmy Lee, good luck to you. God bless you. And we will continue to advocate. We'll follow you. We will watch on Twitter. And we will do whatever we can from America to make sure that people are watching Hong Kong because it is absolutely vital that free speech and your activist movement continue during and after the virus. Thank you for joining me this morning. Yes. Freedom of speech for Chinese people, please. Freedom of speech for the Chinese people, please. We will repeat that. We will repeat that. We will repeat that. Thank you, Jimmy. I got to tell you, that's, that's pretty remarkable, America. That's a guy who's in the middle of Hong Kong, and he is the most visible pro-free speech activist opposite Xi Jinping. He is it, the most visible, and the only thing we can do is follow him, use his hashtag, and bravo. That's what we can do. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. It came at 2.41 a.m. on the 7th of May, 1945, the final unconditional surrender of Nazi forces. The surrender came as Nazi General Alfred Yodel came in to a room and signed the unconditional surrender, which at that point was only 234 words in five paragraphs. That's all it took. But actually behind it, what it took was the death of approximately 100 million human beings in both theaters of the war. It took the largest military effort in all of human history to defeat Nazi Germany, but Nazi Germany was finally defeated. Adolf Hitler had committed suicide in his bunker in Berlin. Nazi Germany was a vanquished foe, and the unconditional surrender to which the Allied forces had agreed was absolutely necessary. Finally, it was in hand. Dwight David Eisenhower, the Supreme Commander of Allied Forces, would call General Omar Bradley and say simply, Brad, it's over. And it was. Sometimes human history comes down to moments like that, moments we dare not forget. Now, 75 years later, I'm Albert Moeller. ADF, fighting for those whose religious freedom is being violated. Start at townhallreview.com.